to see where oil prices were headed and more importantly, what was likely to drive them, I spoke to Peter Maguire, CEO of XM Australia based in Sydney and who tracks several global asset classes actively, including in the region. He joined us from Sydney and I began by asking him what was suddenly driving up prices. It's been a, an almighty six or seven trading sessions. The market's been strongly bid up and there's been so many factors that have seen, I think, a return as far as bullish sentiment. If you look at the big picture, and I think we've got to look at that, crude at a 10-month high. So there's the first part. Russia's rolled over its extra cuts to December, and so has Saudi. So the two elephants in the room, uh, as far as those OPEC plus players, and where does that leave producers, and where does that leave the demand and the consumer? So I think that if you look at the picture was probably held underwater a little bit. It was pushed down and we've had a, now it's a resurgence as far as price over this Northern Hemisphere summer period. Right. So there's winter that's coming and obviously energy demand and consumption will rise. So do you feel that prices are therefore now set to rise much higher, somewhat higher? Yes, I do. I don't necessarily a headline as far as and a time horizon. I mean, if I go out to the end of the year, I, it's very hard to forecast into 24. But if there's a couple of issues that one needs to be conscious of, even from an LNG perspective, liquid natural gas and the Chevron field, they've got talks that come into play from a strike perspective in Western Australia starting tomorrow. But that's another subject altogether. But that's gas and that's, you know, the heating of homes and all of that in the Northern Hemisphere winter. So, if we roll forward, you know, that four-month window, September, October, November, and December, I would think that crude will be higher towards the latter part of the year than where it is now. I won't be surprised for it to be high 90s and if not into the hundreds, but I don't know what that number is going to be and what it's going to represent. The reason, and there are so many reasons one could use, but there just seems to be, in some ways global slowdowns, but the consumption really hasn't tailed off that much. People are still driving. People still need mobility. They still need energy. And that's where I just think that, you know, with these cuts in production, you're going to see higher prices. Right. So UBS analysts said that with production cuts extended, they expect a market deficit of about 1.5 million barrels a day in the fourth quarter of 23 and they project $95 a barrel by year end. So my question to you, Peter, is really what are going to be the determinants of which way the prices go? I mean, what else should we be looking at? I mean, you already talked about the supply cuts, but is there anything else that could potentially drive prices in either direction? Well, absolutely. I mean, we haven't even looked at it a couple of key points. First off, let's look at seasonality. Seasonality is such a huge component. We'll talk about hurricanes. Hurricanes, traditionally, the middle of the season is about the 20th of September. Now, if you get a succession of hurricanes moving into the Gulf of Mexico, that can really impact production to all those rigs. So let's hope that we don't see any weather outages because that's really going to cause much concern to production from the US side. And the other part that we need to be conscious of, geopolitical concerns. So You've still got this Ukrainian-Russia situation bubbling away. It's a protracted war that doesn't seem to have an ending. I live in Sydney, Australia. You're a lot closer to the action than I am from a geographical standpoint. But there seems to be a lot of tensions building at the moment. The BRIC nations, Iran, what's happening as far as US dollar, 
where are we? Russia and the BRICS, Brazil, India, China. What's the fabric of this? Where's it going to be as far as versus the G7? I think that's a huge component of possible instability as far as dollar and to the market sentiment overall. So there's that fundamental. And then you're talking about geopolitics, talk about North Korea, talk about Taiwan and China. These are little situations. These are major situations. It's still to the point that the world started to become involved in geopolitics. So I'm sitting here going under a perfect, is it going to be a perfect storm, Gavin? Or is it going to be we sail into Christmas and there's no bumpiness on the road and we're happy at 95? I don't know. That's a somewhat comforting note to end on because we are not talking more than 100 or 100 and less than 100. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. All the best, Gavin. Thank you and take care.